Hi guys, this is Caitlin. Uh, this is the fourth and more postpartum support group um, hosted by Preggers Can Be Choosers. Uh, we'll introduce the, start with the warm line. The warm line is 1-800-944-4773. Um, and that's in case you just need to talk to someone and you're having a rough time with postpartum depression or anything like that. Um, in this group, we are a peer-to-peer -peer support group, not paid psychotherapy. Um, although one of our um, hosts and creators is a, um, a doctor, she is not providing um, paid psychotherapy. In our group, we try to be kind. We support, uh, we, so we offer support over solutions, as in what works for me has been versus uh, you should try. Um, we try not to bogart the mic in any way. Um, and if a moderator interrupts, you don't take it personally. Um, one person gets to talk at a time. Um, and then uh, we don't prescribe or diagnose anything. And uh, because reminder, because this is a public forum, be mindful if you are breastfeeding or have culturally or religious needs um, to make sure that that happens. It, we are recording. We can see each other's faces right now, um, but we uh, they turn it into a podcast later. So if, um, on the video, you just don't want anything to be seen. Um, be mindful of those things. And then also, if um, since this is going to be recorded and put into a podcast, if there is anything um, that you would rather not be um, shared, please make sure um, to just be mindful of what you're saying um, so that it's not out there if you don't want it to be out there. Um, today we're supposed to talk about kids and the internet um, and all the things that revolve around that. Um, so I'll start with introducing myself. I'm Caitlin. I have a um, almost five-year-old. He'll be five on Monday. And I have a almost two-year-old um, who's talking in the background. So that's me if someone else wants to introduce themselves. I'm Martha, and I am an adoptive mother to a 17-month-old baby boy. And this is the second time that I've been uh, on this podcast, on this forum, and looking forward to it. Hey, I'm Adila. I am a um, mother of three, a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a two-and-a-half-month-year-old. Um, I'm a birth doula. I... Yeah, I don't even know what to think of my kids being on the internet. Kind of scares me because there are a lot of like new firsts that are happening in our house. Like with our daughter, she started pre-K and it's full time um, every day from eight to three forty or eight twenty to three forty. And you know, last time we talked about her coming home uh, with like how they were going to start doing those shooter drills of what to do if there's a shooter in the school and that was really scary and kind of a reality check for us. And the internet is definitely a part of our world. Um, I mean, it's kind of scary how much like my daughter can like get on anyone's phone and figure out where YouTube is or like, where the kids apps are. Like she knows and she know like with my phone being an Apple phone and then my husband's being a Samsung um, or an Android, she like knows the difference. <laughs> so she, she and I hate Androids. I can't do that. Like I can't get on my husband. His phone like um, frustrates me. Um, but uh, we try not to give her the phone. I mean, like she doesn't take. She doesn't ask for my phone because I never give it to her. She asks for her father's phone a lot because he does give it to her. Um, he does have like one of those like kid, which is kind of cool. And I wish Apple phones had it, or maybe they do, and I've never found it. But I've searched for it. But I know like the Androids, you can put it on like a kid um, mode, where they only have access to certain apps that you allow. Um, so like she can watch like PBS Kids videos or um, 
some of the games, but uh, she's addicted to my mother's phone. My mother is super guilty of giving her the phone always, and she, like, regrets it later. My mom's always like, I have to hide my phone now, like, from your daughter, because it's the first thing she asks for when she sees me, and I'm like, well, that's your fault, you know? Um, and then there was this whole, I don't know if you guys heard of it, but there was this, like, I think it was called Momo's, that Momo scare, that weird thing. I don't even know if it was real or if it was just another kind of rumor scare that was popping up, but they were seeing how a bunch of like kid videos on YouTube were being hacked into and this creepy Momo creature would appear and kind of like scare the children watching the video and tell them to do bad things to their parents or to themselves. And, and this character would like threaten them. Like if they didn't do it, they were going to come to them at night and like get them. Yeah, it was really good, creepy and scary. And of course, I went on like high alert and we weren't watching any YouTube. We were only watching uh, PBS Kids or uh, a movie that I put on. Uh, so I remember that Momo scare. Like, I remember yeah. that whole thing. And it turns out, like, the original art, it was like originally a sculpture that, like, from Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. just something weird. And then, um, I mean, my kids get phone, you know, get my phone occasionally, and my son asks for it every second of every day because he, you know, it's like they are just as addicted as we are, and it's hard to navigate the fact that I'm on my phone, but he can't have it, you know, because he sees me on my phone for everything, you know, from anything that I've got an order come through or I've got a phone call to make or a text to send because you know or you know, for all the million things we use our phone for. Um, my main concern about internet stuff, too, is I don't post photos of my kids on any social media anywhere, mm-hmm. ever, and I don't allow mm-hmm. family to do any of that either, and I got a lot of flack for it with my first, because um, I would, like, call them and say, you need to take it down. You need to take it off the internet. Please don't put photos up of it for any reason of my kids. Um because I also want them to have the option of sharing what they want to share. Like I've been given that privilege of being able to share what I want to share. And um, I just don't want somebody to have some massive file on my kid of here's what they look like at this age and this age and this age. And here's the major things that are happening in their life at this time or that, or anyway, it's, that scares me too. Cause I know that we're in this age of collection. Um, and I just don't want them to have a huge file that they didn't consent to somewhere. Um, so that scares me too. And trying to navigate that idea too, because when I grew up, you know, I was born in the 80s. So when by the time we got to middle school, we were finally like on a telephone internet connection, you know, on a dial up. And so it's just a completely different internet than even when I grew up. And I know what I was able to do with just dial up as a teenager and that is terrifying. So, uh, you know, um, those are the things that scare me about that too. Martha, what do you have? (laughs) Well, we're still in the kind of the beginning stages of, of navigating and, uh, you know, because like you said, you know, because we're on the phone a lot, there's definitely a curiosity that's existing and, um, my son will, you know, sometimes try to, uh, pick up the phone, but we've kind of established like that's mommy's phone or that's daddy's phone. And, um, he's, he understands that, you know, that's not necessarily something for him to play with, but, you know, we'll break out the iPad and, you know, chat with grandma and grandpa in Arizona and he gets all excited. And then, he like the first time he put his hand on the screen and was able to like scroll, you know, he like all of a sudden was like, Ooh, you know, I did that. I did that. And then, you know, now when we take the iPad away after a video chat with family, he starts to cry. <laughs> so it's like, Oh no, it's already starting. Oh no. Um, but as far as social media goes, um, my husband is one of those, like, if it, you know, if it didn't, if it's not on Facebook, it didn't happen. Ha 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 ha. 
And, uh, you know, he's definitely more willing to post things about our son and pictures um, on Facebook. And I'm okay with it, but I think that as time goes, I'm going to become less okay with it. Um, because even myself, I'm considering just completely getting off of Facebook and just saying no more. It's, it's one of those things that ends up making, you know, going through posts and things makes me usually more aggravated or upset during the day from various posts than anything positive. Um, but yeah, it's something we're very conscious of. It's something that we know is going to be a reality um, in this day and age and in the coming years. And, you know, when I hear about parents giving their children um, their first phones at like the age of two or three, I just go, oh my God, are you serious? And then schools that require children to have phones for uh, study purposes, communication purposes, things like that. It's like some of it's going to be unavoidable in terms of, you know, like where you send your child to school and what their policies are. But I don't know. The only way I can get through it is day by day, because if I think about it too much, I'm going to get too upset and freak out over every little thing. And that's time wasted worrying when I need to be focused on the present moment, which is something I'm trying to do more and more every day. And it's hard, but that's about it for me. Yeah, I, I feel you there. Just like being in the, in day to day, like present moments and like, yeah, when it comes to school, a school required her to have headphones so that they could be on the computer um, which I'm okay with, you know, I think it's really important that our kids learn how to deal with technology. Technology is so part of our world. Our world is moving so much, you know, more progressive, faster through this technology age than we did, you know, in the eighties, um, like what Caitlin was saying, but, um, like there are some tips that I have that we do that sometimes works for us sometimes, uh, trying to get it's mostly my my four-year-old um trying to make her seem in control but really she's not in control um so when it's time to take like the phone away or the tablet away I'll tell her you know if she doesn't listen to me like saying like can you put it down like if that's enough we've had enough of that tv time or whatever and she doesn't listen she's like yeah I want to watch another video I'll tell her do you want me to turn it off or do you want to turn it off and then she likes to have that control of, okay, yeah, I want to turn it off, not you, mom. And so she'll turn it off and then she'll put it down by herself. And that usually works probably like 90% of the time. Um, other times I'll just have to snatch it out of her um, hands and hear the tantrum. But, um, um, gosh, I forgot what else I was going to say. But, yeah. We used to, when I was, so when I lived overseas, I had a phone when, cause I, tr I like traveled a lot by myself. Like when I lived in Singapore and I would never, ever do this to my kids, but I feel like maybe Singapore is different and it's a different culture. And maybe I actually wouldn't feel so bad doing it in Singapore, but not in the U S but I used to take like a, like a subway and what they call the MRT. And I would take it from where I lived all the way to another school to go because I was on the swim team and I'll go to practices like that. And they were like a good 45 minute train ride. And um, I had a little mobile device um, to tell my parents, you know, that I got on and that, that I got off or that I arrived at the school. And that was only for that purpose. And I know today, like my dad was actually telling me about how they have these like watches for kids with GPS tracking and that you can actually call them on that watch. But they're only, it's only like, they only allow certain things where it's like either a text message or a call to a certain number. And that's kind of it. Um which is also kind of neat, but, um, again, also terrifying, like the whole GPS and the government's watching. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we all have, uh, you know, or a lot of us now have those like smart, uh, smart homes, like, um, Alexa or Google in our house. And you know how you always think like your phone's listening to you because you start talking about some products and then all of a sudden it starts popping up in the advertisements and Facebooks while you're scrolling kind of like freaks me out it's like oh my phone's listening to me and it's putting that stuff out there so I can look go look at it 
Um, and we have a, a Google Home at, or a Google Home thing, and we had it in our bedroom. And I was like, I think that thing needs to get out of our bedroom, and it actually <laughs> needs needs to go somewhere else where it doesn't hear us talk so much. Um, but my husband is super private, like no photos of me, of him really, and of the kids. And he he gets really upset if I post a photo of the kids, and I'm more lenient towards it. But he gets super upset if. Um, about it. And so now what I do is I ask, ask him like, do you, do you think this photo is okay to post online? Cause there's some like really cute ones that he's like, no, that's only for us. I don't want to share that with the rest of the world. Like this is a beautiful moment and a beautiful photo that doesn't need to be shared. Um, and so I try to include him on those decision makings. Um, but it is kind of scary though, how, you know, there are, scary people out there who are looking at our kids and want to do harmful things to them. Um, so think about that. Or even, I was just talking to a friend of mine, how they're doing this new thing at the airport where they scan your face as a, a ticket, like to get on, instead of like handing your boarding pass to um, the airline worker uh, when you're getting on the plane, they scan your face. And I'm like, how, how do they even like know, you know, that, you're the right person. And I guess it's all from, you know, governmental, I guess, documenting with this, with your driver's license or your password that's already on there. Um, and then they're able to scan it like that. But I, I think, you know, that's another kind of like freak out moment um, that we are getting into that digital age where everything's being documented and everyone's watching. Um, right. And so then I kind of, huh, go ahead, Caitlin. I'm just thinking, um, how do we prepare our kids to understand the ramifications? Because I remember a few years ago that it doesn't happen so much anymore where someone would like post a picture of a teacher and say, I'm trying to teach my kids how far this, this photo goes, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys remember that trying to help kids be like, I'm in Houston, Texas. And I'm, you know, I'm like halfway around the world for you. Congratulations. <laughs> like now I've seen your photo. Um, and trying to explain that at age appropriate in an age appropriate way is starting to get really challenging because my son just doesn't he's almost five he doesn't completely understand that you know the videos he watches god like ryan's toy review or whatever you know that his parents don't spend every waking moment with him you know it looks like that sorry it looks like that because you can watch video after video of him doing stuff with his parents you know but that's not actually reality either so it's trying i don't know i'm struggling trying to figure out how to have a um an age-appropriate conversation about reality versus what you see on the internet and all of the things that go along with that i'm sorry Hey y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right back to it. Getting back to our real talk after birth style. Okay. Yeah. Like versus entertainment. Um, yeah. That's the other thing too that I kind of, uh, I'm just starting to dig into it now. It's, you know, a lot of, a lot of like entrepreneurs, um, or homemade businesses um, get a lot of their success these days from social media and using those platforms to push their products or their service or whatever it is that they're doing. And part of that too goes into everyone wants to see your life. Everyone wants to hear about your stories. Everyone wants a personal story to relate to. And that's great. Um, but it does open that door of this is my life. And people want to read all about your life. And then I guess when you get to a really big platform, people start judging your life. And then it's, you know, you got to take the, the good, bad, and the ugly, I suppose, of all of that. And um, I have a, an Instagram for my, for my personal page and then for my business page. And then I also have like a Facebook, you know, um, uh, page for my business. And I definitely share a lot more on my business page about my life than I do on my uh, 
my personal Instagram, which is kind of strange. And I'm noticing that more and I'm like, Oh, I kind of want to step away from that. But then again, everyone, like I took a poll on the Instagram and I said, you know, would you prefer to see more stories about me or about my services and like birth life and pregnancy and afterbirth and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of the people about like 70% said you more about you. We want to know more about you. So um, it's like, you know, how far or where, where do you draw your boundaries in sharing yourself with social internet people across the world? Um, because that too is sometimes a, a not reality, right? We always see the happy photos. Um, we, we do occasionally these days see more like raw, uh, especially things around motherhood, um, realities of crying, postpartum, breastfeeding being hard, afterbirth being hard you know, all these different things. Um, but yeah, a lot of the times it's more of just like the good photos and the, the happy posts. Right. We so. see the highlight reel, you know, yes. good and bad, the highlight reel, <laughs> the best and the worst, but nothing that's, there's not a lot of the mundane everyday yes. stuff. Exactly. This is like what's happening every day. <laughs> So, yeah, trying to find a balance there even too, not just with the kids, but like with myself personally. Yeah. See, and sometimes I wonder if I'm taking something away from my kids by not putting their photos and stuff online too, because all the other kids will have their photos up and they will have to like come to me or like dig through hard drives or things like that that we've stored the photos on. It won't just be available to like scroll through on a page somewhere, you know, I don't know. I'm, this but is sometimes that's things. like the treasure though, right? Like I always feel like it's more fun to find the old photos that you forgot about. Um, you know, you open that old box or you open an old album. Um, even on the like desktop, you know, you can make those albums and you open it up and you're like, Oh my God. Oh yeah. I remember that was when I went to South America. <laughs> You know, yeah, my son's super excited because we started his scrapbook and he's just like, can we work on my scrapbook? Can we work on my scrapbook? Can we work on my scrapbook? All day long, which is really exciting because he's like, that's me as a baby. That's me as a baby. Mommy, look, I was a baby, you know, and he's only five. So he's, yeah. he's excited because he also has that tangible thing to hold. Mm -hmm. He's working hard on with me, you know, um, but yeah, again, like I, there are so many photos of my baby album that I do not want shared <laughs> that my mom probably would have been like, that's totally fine. Um, anyway, that's yeah. Martha, do you have anything? Any new thoughts? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm absorbing what y'all are, are cooking here. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's good too. Um, do we have any other hot topics that anyone needs to talk about? Mm. No. I'm trying to think. Man, we went to Johnson City this past weekend, and it was really fun. But traveling with three kids, this is my first road trip with a little one with with Idris. And uh, it took us like four and a half hours to get there when normally it takes us like three to three and a half hours. Um, so that was kind of, I felt really bad. I felt like I should not have taken them on that road trip. It was just, you know, I don't even really know like how long you're supposed to leave a kid in the car seat, like a, a newborn. Someone told me it was like 20 minutes and I was like, really? Wow. Because um, that doesn't seem long at all. If you think about going like, who's it? Yeah, I was kind of like, dang, you go to like Kroger and then you get out and then you do your shopping. By the time you get back in your car and get home, it's already been an hour and the baby's in the car seat. So I don't know. Um, that was kind of tough. It was one of those moments where I felt like I wish I had really big boobs <laughs> so that I could just like lean over the car seat while we're driving and feed him. Because <laughs> I can't do that right now. I feel like I have to stop and take him out and feed him. <laughs> um but I remember my midwife was telling me that once uh in New York and I was like what and now I really wish I had that um but 
it was it was really fun though seeing family you know I think uh my husband and I were kind of like on edge with each other because we weren't really uh, a team during this uh holiday you know he wanted to do one thing I wanted to do something else and we were both trying to discipline the kids differently I think that uh what I was finding with him because it was my family my aunt my uncle that we were visiting maybe um he was so concerned about how they would feel with like kids running around their house and screaming and crying or whatever and they have grandkids of their own so they're used to that but you know you I guess like you have to like learn how to let go of someone else's expectations or false expectations you think that someone might have and so we talked about a lot about that on the drive home you know saying how you know they they endure us for like two days you know it's not it's not like they're seeing us every week we go out and see them every three to five months and we spend the night you know for two nights and I guess like three days um you know and things could always be worse and I mean you know it's not like our kids broke anything or um no one was cussing or yelling at anybody there were no rude remarks um, my daughter does is she says like goddamn right now and <laughs> it's like it's really funny when it happens and then I'm like wait what like she like would fall and she'd be like goddamn and I'm like what where, where are you getting this from <laughs> like you can't say that but then when you ask her do you know what that means she's like no <laughs> okay um but uh uh yeah so I guess like our moral of the story I suppose is is when you when someone invites you to their home and they know you're bringing your children and they know how many days you're going to be spending there, there you should go guilt-free and leave guilt-free because, you know, it's not about how clean the house was or, um, you know, how well-behaved your kids was, were. It's about the, the memories and that time being spent, you know, especially for my aunt and my uncle. I mean, they're in their 70s, so they're they're always enjoying those little moments they're not really worried about the the other things that we might worry about so anyways yeah it was just some family family fun did you get what did you guys do for labor day weekend martha did you do anything fun no we didn't do anything <laughs> my husband's schedule has been uh, a, a lot of work and so um sunday went up and uh to magnolia to my sister's house and took the little little guy for kind of a, a last swim in her pool and just chilled and then yesterday was just uh hanging out around the house relaxing and uh so my husband was able to get some rest before he started back into it today so just really chill Nice. We finished our um, playset area. We um, put in a, a wood border and then filled it with pea gravel. So we basically Ooh. just built a park in our backyard because we live 30 minutes from the nearest park. So um, now we just have a giant playset with a. It's like a playground now. Like well, you have to you have to take a picture and post it. I will, because yeah. my husband worked really, really hard on it, Aww. and I did a little bit, but the boys would not let me just stay outside all day. So, um, and they got tired because it was hot out and all the things, so we had to go inside. But, um, yeah, got that finished, and then my son's birthday parties in like two weeks, and of course, he. <sighs> My son has a habit of picking the hardest themed parties. Last year it was the Hulk, not Avengers. The Hulk specifically, oh. right? They don't make things in just the Hulk. <laughs> but it is this year, Doctor Strange. Guess what they don't make? Oh dear. It's just Doctor Strange. So I am sewing him a what? Doctor Strange cape and oh. an, an amulet necklace. And I'm making an amulet pinata, and I'm doing all the things for this this birthday party that I'm like, oh my gosh! So now I'm trying to like just play catch up and do all the things. So that's what I worked on this weekend. Oh no! Did you guys go away? Sorry, my son pushed a button. 
Yeah, you can't oh do that. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we spent yesterday, uh, or I spent it watching my husband and the girls run around the backyard chasing each other with a hose. And the girls were naked, which was fine. And then, of course, when they come in, though, and we're getting their PJs and everything, there's like 10,000 mosquito bites on them. I was like, oh, God, here we go. Started applying all the ointment. You know, I kind of wondered if they have like a something you can put in your grass that like keeps mosquitoes away in, in that kind of sense. I got some info for you on that one. <gasps> yes. It is called cedar side. So it's natural cedar oil. Oh, um, mixed in a, some sort of suspension liquid or like a natural water based or whatever. And it used to be a Houston based company. They moved out because um, we used to be able to actually go to their store and buy it. But like my husband discovered it. Um, and on the commercial, they were like, it's so safe. And they showed like a pregnant woman spraying her backyard with it. It's like, woo. Um, but they make, they make all types, like depending on what your needs are. Um, they do a cedar side for your outdoor grass. They do like a topical mixture, which you could actually probably replicate with cedar oil and, um, lemon and something else. Um, but we have found that it really, really makes a significant difference with the mosquitoes in mm. our backyard. I need to get some of that. So it's called Cedar Side. Mm-hmm. I need to get some. Yeah, because even like last night, we wanted to, when the kids would gone down, we wanted to sit out on the back patio. And I was just like, I'm going to deal with the mosquitoes. I just, yeah, they're bad wanna, here. Yeah, they are. Especially where we live too, in the older part of Katy, there are a lot of like mature trees around us. And it can get pretty, uh, and a lot of neighbors don't take care of their yard. Um, <laughs> and it can get kind of like, not swampy, but just, there's a lot of them. Anyways. Funky. <laughs> yeah, funky. It gets funky. <laughs> but thank you. I'm going to go check that out for sure. Yeah. And then one of my pest control guys said that if you have like buckets of water, like we do, um, we, ha- we save some of our rainwater. We throw in some goldfish and they eat the mosquito larvae and the mosquitoes mm. that land on the water. So that helps if you have anything that has some standing water that mm-hmm. I never have to feed the goldfish. And if they die, they're like 20 cents. And <laughs> they usually live a pretty good life. We've gotten some that are, you know, that they started out just an inch and they grew to like three or four inches and lived out their good old life. <laughs> and they ate lots of mosquitoes. So it actually, just that alone helped with our property. And we live in the forest, so it's really, that was a really helpful tip to keep some things away from our house, too. Nice. Yeah, I used to actually, my mom used to have huge pots of water, and she'd put, like, like lotus leaves and all this, like, plants inside, but she'd always have goldfish, and they'd always come eat all the bugs in our backyard. Um, speaking of fish, y'all, I got an aquarium set up for the kids this weekend and we are pretty stoked about it they were supposed to have it for their birthday um so my aunt and uncle are huge fish people um and my uncle has like um you know a saltwater fish tank and then two freshwater fish tanks so anyways i asked him to help me get set up and we brought the fish we my uncle actually bought the fish for me and raised them. And then we traveled from Jonathan city back to Houston with them in the trunk. And I was so nervous for them. I just kept like looking back there cause they were sloshing around so much, but I guess they were fine. Maybe a little seasick, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. The kids are really excited. The, we have like an angel fish and a goldfish. Um, and the goldfish is named Goldie. And then the angel fish is named Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're excited about them. The kids love feeding them. I'm kind of worried that they're gonna get fat because they're just gonna keep feeding them. <laughs> so, anyways, that's our other exciting news that happened this weekend. But yeah. Awesome. Well, any other hot topics or anything else that you guys want to say about? kids and internet I don't really have anything you know actually one thing that's that is annoying is when um one kid has more internet like privileges than your kid so when they play together it's really hard to like you know how do you maintain that or 
because you don't want to punish the other kid because the other kid's just doing what they think is normal and what they think is okay. And then for your kid, you know, it's tough. Um, cause you're like, no, that's not okay. We don't, we don't, we can't do that. Cause I don't want them to feel, um, like, oh, we can do this at grandma's house, but we can't do it at my house or it's unfair. Or, I don't know. It's just, ugh, it's hard. Parenting is hard, y'all. God. It is hard. Oh yeah. Um, the thing that we've done is when someone's over at our house, no phones are allowed to be out, no tablets, no nothing. You spend time with the person that's come to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been really helpful. But if I go to someone else's house, um, I kind of abide by their rules. And for my son, I just say, each house has different rules because it's true. Like he will walk into anybody's house and they will have slightly different rules. Mm-hmm. If my rules are more strict, I try and say, if you can, you know, try and abide by our rules, that's better. But um, at this point in time, I'm kind of deferring to the rules of their house, right? Yeah. Just like when I would go to another friend's house, they only had food at their table. There was no food around anywhere else in the house. And it was very easy for him to say, oh, in this house, this is how they do it. Mm-hmm. You know, but trying to re-implement that in my house, forget about it. <laughs> but at their house, totally perfect and normal. And it only took him like two or three times to be reminded. And he was like, oh, okay, I got it. And then whenever he'd walk into that house, that was like he, an accepted rule that he just knew was the way it was so i mean internet privileges i don't know that we've gotten there yet because our rule is if we're gonna go see somebody you're gonna see them right exactly Um, yeah yeah yeah, exactly oh man music videos is another thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i'm gonna talk about a family member in my family and i know they don't ever 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 listen to this kind of stuff because this is not their thing but I do have a family member on my husband's side who is, who is in the music industry. Okay. So I get it. Like, you know, that's, that's his part of his world. That's his work. Um, but you know, his daughter watches who's my daughter's age. They're like twins. They're, they were born like three or four days apart. Um, so they're like sisters, but, um, yeah, she watches a lot of videos, a lot of rap, a lot of R and B videos. Um, so you just can kind of imagine the kind of, <laughs> kind of videos those are and she dances which is really cute and really fun but yeah that's something that I am not okay for my child to be exposed to I do not want her to be seeing like butts jiggling you know half naked girls dancing on cars that just like no no and um so that's kind of like like oh and then the other thing too which I know is like really innocent and it's fine but like um her cousin will like say, okay, let's have a drink. Cheers. And like, they'll do like, oh, cheers. And I'm like, what? Like, no, we don't even drink alcohol. Like we are not a non-alcoholic family. And, and so I get like, they're innocent. They don't understand it. But still the fact that she's like, even like saying that kind of thing kind of scares me a little bit. Cause I'm like, oh great. What are we going to say next? Come by, you know, I mean, what's happening. Our kids are growing up so fast. So, um, yeah. It's tough. I don't know. It's tough. And then I feel bad too because I feel like with our eldest, it's like we're, she's our guinea pig. And so, like, we try everything on her, everything that doesn't work, we see, and she takes a hard hit for it. And I feel really bad sometimes because, you know, then I know what to do really with my second child or my third child. Like, I'm thinking, like, by the time he's old enough to get things, I'll hopefully have it down a little bit. But I do feel bad because I feel like she gets scolded the most. Um, and it's because we're just unsure and maybe we're not consistent in our parenting. You know, because we're constantly trying like to figure it out. I think that is what we do too, is that it's the first time we've navigated it. Yeah. So by the time we get to the second time, we've navigated it at least once before. So you've seen some of it. And since you'll know your other child, I'm sorry, there's a lot of background noise with my son today. Um, since there's, we've navigated it once before, we kind of, and know our second child, we kind of know what will work for them from the things we tried with the first. And I think that's probably 
even a great topic for next week of how to how to parent with another child or how like what you would do yeah did you see that did you see that post that um by like gypsy what's her name um i don't know anyways she's like i guess like a she's one of those social media bloggers that's got millions of followers um but she posted about how like you know her first child was like her whole world and her everything and and then when she had her second child things changed for the first one and um you know their dynamics changed in their family and she started to get more um impatient with her eldest and you know the tantrums were too much everything was too much she no longer kind of like fit by her side anymore because like her new daughter was there breastfeeding um so it was like she felt like this hole was being like ripped into her heart because her second child was no longer um perfect you know in everything to her because her second child had come along and i guess was trying to find the balance right i don't know it was hard to explain she wrote it really well it's up on the the page the facebook page um but yeah i feel bad like i totally like took to that because i was like man my my eldest really gets the brunt of things and i and it sucks because then i feel like i put a lot of pressure on her to be responsible about certain other things like helping out the house helping out her baby brother helping out her baby sister you know not starting the fights and teaching her sister how to to share or to play or to do this or to do not to do that you know telling her don't climb on that your sister's going to follow you you know she's going to fall she doesn't have balance like you do etc etc um have you guys ever uh, heard of the book, uh, what's it called? The Conscious Parent? Or, no? Mm-mm. I've heard really a lot of good things about it. I kind of, I've been meaning to take it up. If they have it in like the Audible too, where you can just like listen to it. Um, but yeah, that's like a whole nother world though. Cause then I feel like, my goodness, there's so much research out there these days on parenting. Like, don't do this, don't do that. It'll have effects on your child later in life. And, you know, don't let them cry it out because it's going to affect them socially later. I don't know. It's just like all this like studies and, and extra pressure that's put on our us as parents. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get my kids to eat three times a day, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And then having you and your husband or your partner being on the same page in disciplining or teaching your child something new, how to do something new. Like, I'm totally okay with my kid using the scissors now. Like, she needs to learn how to do that. Yeah, maybe not sharp, you know, little mustache scissors, but those, like, kid-friendly ones. I'm like, yeah, she should she should learn how to do that right now. And my husband's like, ah, take the scissors away. <laughs> um, you know, or learning, helping to cook. I'm like, yeah, she should be in the kitchen and, and learning how, you know, I chop things up and cook on the stove and this is hot, don't touch that. You know, and then my husband's like, no, keep them all away from the kitchen. <laughs> and I get it, you know, uh, there's a safety thing there and you're concerned and you want what's best for your child, but also they need to learn at some point, right? They, they have to have their first fall at some point. I don't know. It's another thing that the internet keeps doing to us is we keep having to second guess ourselves or change what we're doing because of the expectations that are put upon us by society and Pinterest moms, if you will. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right? Because yeah. we're all like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough because of the things that we're seeing come across our screens that oh, your, sh- your kids should be doing this by this point, and your kids should be doing that by that point. And, oh, well, if you don't have the best birthday party ever, you're going to, you know, like, destroy your child. And, you know, my son asked to have his birthday party at our home instead of, like, out at a jump place or, a, you know, out at a place, if you will. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm bombarded by you have to do the best ever at every single thing or you're a failure as a mom. And I know that's true, but it doesn't make me second guess it regularly. So thanks, internet. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That's what I was talking about earlier as far as like just, you know, you start to dive in and you get like amped up and you get anxiety and 
I mean, it's already existing without, uh, without the internet technology, blogs, Pinterest, all that stuff. And it's like, it just makes it worse. And you just, uh, I don't know. It's just, and I find too, like, as far as like what I was saying earlier about staying in the moment is that's another thing that pulls me out of the present. Um, as far as you know, trying to just stay focused on, um, you know, the moments of beauty and calm when, it, when they happen and the good things. It's like all the pressure that exists out there in combination with the pressure that we all put on ourselves as it is. But, you know, the internet sucks. <laughs> yeah. And Very also, tool and sucks at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. What were you going to say, Mamadi? Oh, I was just going to say, like, also, um, pressure from, like, our parents or our in-laws or other family who have children that are, like, a lot older than us because, you know, times have changed, things are different, but they'd always, I find a lot that, you know, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, I had uh, two Irish twins in the city life, and I was making it work. (laughs) Why are you complaining, (laughs) you know? And it's kind of like, well... I don't know. Things are different now, I guess. You know, um, uh, I think my mom, though, she's cut me a lot of slack because I think she finally realized that she had a lot more help um, when she was younger with me and my brother um, than I do now, even though I have like some family that helps me. But yeah, just that constant, like, well, you know, I fed my kids this and they're fine. Look at them, they're all grown up you know, they're living good lives, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't want my child to have diabetes, so please stop feeding them soda, <laughs> you know, um, and it's, yeah, I've gotten really lucky with my mother-in-law, because uh, whenever she is about to offer any kind of parenting advice, she always prefaces it with, things may have changed, but when I was raising the kids, mm-hmm. this is what we did, and things may have changed, and I'm just like, okay, so, you're going to offer something and maybe I'll take it. Maybe I won't. And you understand that and that's okay. You know, that's good. Yeah. So that's that's been a really helpful thing. Um, so if you know, you want to have a conversation say, can you preface it with this just so that you start to (laughs) also hear it? It's like a warning. (laughs) Yes. It's like a warning. Okay. Something's coming towards me. Okay. I can prep myself, but then also like telling whoever is offering that advice that, things may have changed and I need you to respect that things may have changed since yeah. you did it because this isn't the seventies when there were no car seats, like things <laughs> may have changed, oh you know, gosh. like my parents would always be like, I was just riding in the back seat, you know, and no, nothing. We were just bopping around in the back seat. Well, well guess what? That's illegal now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need to be rear facing till the age of two by law. Like, yeah 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 oh my gosh yes anyway so what do we want as our um topic for next week because we are at time do we like the treating subsequent children differently or do we want to do something different yeah we can do that um i don't know martha what do you think um well since i have only one kiddo uh i i'm not sure how I can contribute, but it still sounds interesting to me. Um, but is there some, something you would prefer to talk about? Well, there's something that maybe for a future uh, podcast, um, if y'all think it's uh, relevant or um, uh, beneficial, and maybe, uh, I don't know if you've all covered it in a previous podcast, but um, the relationship that you have with your partner and how it changes once you become parents. Ooh, I like it. And the dynamics and, you know, like getting comfortable in your, your parent, um, parent bodies and Mm -hmm. kind of, uh, you know, learning to love, your partner in that new skin, but also trying to like maintain a sense of like who you were before children 
mm-hmm. I know that I'm struggling a lot with that. And it's, it's been almost since day one when we, uh, we got our little baby boy, but, um, yeah, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm really interested to hear other people's take on it and, and just, uh, you're not alone. we're struggling with it right now it's just like Mm -hmm. third baby you'd think my husband understood the routine (laughs) it's different it's different every time Um, I know we have talked about sex after birth in one episode uh, and parenting I think we've touched on it a lot but that's because we're like I'm struggling with my partner right now <laughs> yeah, that's true. and the specific thing. So I think that let, let's do that next week or next yeah. two weeks. Let's do that. Come awesome. down. Do all things partner. Awesome. All things awesome. partner. Cool. All right. All right. Well, um, one more thing before we wrap up, I just wanted to remind everyone that the PSI warm line is 1-800-944-4773. Um, and if you need any other resources, um, there is a resource list on drblythetwosisters.com um, for you. If, as we start getting bigger, if you want to host, just let Rowan or uh, Dr. B know. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. And we can all say goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye. Love you guys. Love you, too. Bye. 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 Hello, hello. This is Rowan with Preggers Can Be Choosers, and you've landed on our afterbirth fourth and more trimester support group. Today we're talking about self-care, and self-care isn't always glamorous or exciting. Sometimes it's dental exams and pap smears. So we talk about all things like that, plus the more fluffy things that feel good and lovely. So we're glad you're here. Grab your headphones. Be wary. We are a little sweary, so if you have tender ears and sensibilities, this might be a good option for you. Also, we were having some shenanigans with figuring out who the had the hosting controls. So it may be that there's a little bit of back and forth on that also. But we're lo-fi, low-tech, and we're here anyway, showing up the best we can. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you.